It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You've really got to check out this Postmates deal. Download the Postmates app and enter promo code Locked On. You'll get your first seven days worth of delivery up to $100 covered. That's no delivery fees on Chipotle, Jersey Mike's, Chick-fil-A, whatever you can think of, Postmates will deliver it to you. They're the, your food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever delivery service, 365 days a year, 24 hours a day. Just open the app, the Postmates app on your phone and enter promo code Locked On to get $100 in free delivery for your first seven days. I use the app all the time, and I'll tell you what, even after your introductory offer of $100 in free delivery for your first seven days, they have more offers that they pass along. Sometimes during the weekend, when it comes to football, they'll be like, hey, check out this offer through the Postmates app, free delivery for the weekend. You got to check it out. The Postmates app and promo code locked on. into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. And here we go. What is going on, Reds fans? Welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to today's show. Today's show is special. It is the 200th episode that I myself have brought to you of this Locked On Reds podcast. So thank you for listening to all of my ranting, my ravings, my ramblings for my terrible takes, really. (laughs) But the overall undying optimism that I have for our Cincinnati Reds, and I know you've got some too because you're listening to a Reds podcast during the postseason. But hey, the Reds got a shout out on the radio broadcast right before the Astros and the Rays got going on Tuesday night because they said the last time the Astros were swept was in Cincinnati. Ayo, if you sweep the eventual champions, doesn't that make you the champions? Ergo, the Reds are technically the World Series champ. Okay, I'm just kidding. I can't even get that out. Anyway, we're going to talk about the catching situation. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. And also, we're going to congratulate Tyler Stevenson on a nice Arizona Fall League achievement. And I've got some thoughts on the offseason coming up. I 
bet you figured that we'd get to that. But first, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on all the many podcasting platforms. Follow us on Twitter at LockedOnReds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159. If you've got reactions to anything that I say on the show, let me know. Give me a voicemail. Give me a text. 513-549-0159. Oh, and pro tip, put your name in the text whenever you send one to me. That way I know who's texting and I can give you a shout out on the podcast. So let's jump right in. Today's podcast brought to you by Vivid Seats. Make your next memory with the Vivid Seats app. Download the app and enter promo code postseason for a discount of up to $100 on your next ticket order. Let's start today with the catching spot because I wanted to start the, the kind of the big headline, if you will. I know there's not a whole lot of headlines going on right now because it's mostly just rumors and Things of that nature, mostly interviews with the front office, but a headline nonetheless, Tyler Stevenson, the only Reds representative in the Arizona League Fall Stars game. And as Doug Gray points out on RedsMinorLeagues.com, it's not necessarily an all-star game per se. It's just a really good way to showcase the talent that's on display in the Arizona League. And Tyler Stevenson was named to the West Team. There's an East and a West team, and Stevenson's made. Stevenson has been tearing it up in the fall league. He's hitting 414. That's right, 414 for the Arizona League action at this moment. His slash line is 414 batting average, 485 on base percentage, and 621 slugging. Yeah, that's pretty good. Not looking too bad there. He's still, he finished the season in double A, so he's not quite ready for the major leagues, at least out of spring training. You would think he might get the invite to spring training, but I don't know that he is seriously going to be considered for the major league roster out of the gate next season, but we could see him later on in the year. I don't know. I I think Doug probably has a more astute take on that, but nonetheless, Tyler Stevenson killing it in the Arizona Fall League, and that got me to thinking. Because I was reading, if you if you go on to MLB.com, Mark Sheldon had a mailbag talking about some off-season rumors and free agency trades, all that good stuff. I'm going to get to a couple of those. The first one that I noticed was there was a guy who wrote in. He, he said that he didn't think that Tucker Barnhart really looked all that bad after he came back from injury, you know. And his point is an interesting one. Because for the month of, if if you combine the couple of days that he played in July, right after he came back from injury, with the month of August, his numbers are very fascinating. Because for that time period, his slash line was pretty much 300, 400, 500. Now, I don't think that Tucker Barnhart is that kind of a hitter, but he showed that potential in a small sample size. And I think that there is something to be gleaned from this. Not necessarily that he is closer to his early season self in which he floundered, didn't really hit all that well in the first half of the season. And then whenever his injury came about, he missed a month there. But, you know, when you take a look at his season in the first half, he hit a buck 91. And that it really isn't that great. But then in the second half of the season, in 154 at-bats, which is a total of 54 games played, 
He had a 273 average. He actually had a 367 on base percentage, so almost a difference in 100 points there. That means that he was being discerning at the plate. He saw the pitch as well, and he was getting on base when he needed to. That's something to consider and not really a subject to take lightly because maybe the Reds can spend heavy elsewhere and not have to worry about catcher because let's face it, here, here's the part of get the catching that is an important thing to know. Yes, Yasmani Grandal will most likely be available. Here's the problem, though. He's going to be the popular kid in free agency. You know what I'm talking about. Like back when I went to high school, he's going to be that kid that comes in wearing all Abercrombie and carrying a Razor phone. Yeah, I know I dated myself a little bit there, but you know what I mean. There's going to be a lot of teams that want to sign him. In fact, his his employer this past season the Brewers like they have a mutual option so chances are Yasmani Grandal will not accept his part of the option and become a free agent that doesn't mean that the Brewers just can't go back and sign him then they're probably going to be interested in retaining his services the Reds will be I'm sure there will be a number of teams lining up to sign a guy who really bucks the trend for catchers nowadays. Catchers across the board offensively have kind of taken a dip in recent years. Yasmani Grandal isn't that way. Yasmani Grandal has been improving offensively. In fact, I think this season was his best season of his career offensively. So that being said, it would be amazing if the Reds got Grandal. But outside of Grandal... There's not really too many options. And and in fact, I would argue that our in-house options for catcher are better than anything we'll find on the open market outside of Yasmani Grandal. So if the Reds can't secure the most popular catcher and probably a top five coveted free agent this offseason, then what are they really improving at catcher? Just Just a thought there. I mean... Give me a call. Let me know. If you don't like what I'm thinking there, give me a call at 513-549-0159 and let me know. But I just think that outside of Yasmani Grandal, I think that they're better served to stay put and focus that money elsewhere. Now, I know they are going to spend a lot of money. They've come out and they've mandated that there will be a nice increase in payroll, and they've also mandated that they're going to rework the lineup, rework the hitting which they need to do. But guess what? Last offseason, they said it's hashtag get the pitching, or, you know, as Bob Castellini said, it's hash brown get the pitching. They got the pitching. There, I have no reason to believe that they won't get the hitting. we got some more things to talk about here coming up. I want to look at Alex Wood for a minute, say a few words about the Reds going after Mookie Betts, and I've got a few thoughts on a tweet from a former Major League manager that he sent out after last, or mon- well, this would be Monday night's playoff games. Speaking of which, do you want to go to a playoff game right now? I bet if you're living close to one of the stadiums that's currently hosting the playoff games, you've thought about it at the very least. I've got a great idea for you. Check out the Vivid Seats app and enter the promo code POSTSEASON to get a discount of up to $100 off of your next order. Vivid Seats is the best way to make your next memory 
at a live event, whether it be sports or, you know, you got music, stand-up comedy, Broadway show, whatever you're thinking of, Vivid Seats has a wide variety of ticket options to choose from. Download the app today. I am an avid Vivid Seats user. I've used it multiple times this even this season and even traveled all the way up to Pittsburgh and used Vivid Seats to get some seats up there. I recommend it. Check it out. The Vivid Seats app and promo code postseason. Also want to talk about Blue Chew. We thank them for sponsoring today's podcast. If you have not already tried it, Blue Chew is the chewable form with the same active ingredient as Viagra or Cialis. And it's not necessarily if you have a problem performing in the bedroom. It's just maybe if you want a performance boost. If you are tired of hitting singles and want to hit a couple of extra base hits, chew it and do it with Blue Chew. Go to bluechew.com and enter promo code MLB. You'll get your first order for free. You just pay $5 and ship. That's bluechew.com. Enter promo code MLB. The process of getting all of that taken care of you just go to bluechew.com answer some questions on their online pharmacist and they will prescribe to you blue chew then they send it to you in discreet packaging there's no awkward in-office doctor visit there's no waiting in line at the pharmacy just go to bluechew.com and for your first order for free enter the promo code mlb blue chew is the better cheaper faster choice and we thank them for sponsoring the locked on reds podcast today we talked about the catching situation, and I kind of played devil's advocate there in the first part. I I would love it if the Reds go out and sign Yasmani Grandal, but think about it for a second. If they can't get Grandal, what what kind of improvements are they making, at least in the free agents market? And I don't know that they should go out and they should trade for a catcher. I mean, they tried that with Real Muto, and I think that the price was just too high for them. So I'm not exactly sure what they would find in a trade market. But nonetheless, I talked about that in the first half. Wanted to kind of touch on a few things before we close out today's episode. I I read something in that same mailbag article that Mark Sheldon had. He was talking about Alex Wood. Someone asked, what are the chances that the Reds bring back Alex Wood? And Mark Sheldon laid it out pretty plain. And I, I, I tend to trust his information because he's a really good source on the Reds and what he said was pretty much unless the Reds are able to get him on a minor league deal with an invite to spring training kind of like what they did with Derek Dietrich and Jose Iglesias they're not going to bring him back and I, I mean he didn't say that word for word but that's how he laid it out he was just like the Reds will look to sign him for a minor league deal and if a different team wants to take a chance on signing him to a multi-year major league contract, then the Reds are more than happy to let him go for that. And I think the reason is pretty simple and pretty clear. It's that he's not 100% just yet. He's still recovering. He's still trying to get back to 100% health. And I don't know that you want to take a gamble on giving him multiple years for a decent amount I mean, this past season, he made $9.5 million, $9.65 million to be exact. So you'd think that if he's going to sign a major league deal, it's going to be close to that. He may understand that he's going to have to knock down his asking price. He did lose quite a bit of money. From an individual player standpoint, it was a bummer to see him struggle with that injury so much throughout the season because this was such a big season for him personally. This was where he was going to make his hay in free agency in the next season. 
But because of those health issues, it's cost him a lot of money through the free agent market. So I think the Reds, according to Mark Sheldon, are more than happy to let another team take a chance on him. And if he's still there come spring training, they might try to bring him in on a minor league deal. But I I almost wonder, I bet there's a handful of teams that might take a chance on putting Alex Wood in their rotation. Maybe a, an up-and-coming team, you know, a team that's still kind of rebuilding, maybe not necessarily there just yet. I mean, you could see like a Baltimore or Miami or someone like that kind of taking a chance on him like they did with Dan Straley. But that's just me talking out of the side of my neck here. I don't, I don't actually know. That's just a couple of thoughts. And then also looking at something he said, the main question in the mailbag was someone asked, what are the chances the Reds get Mookie Betts? And of course, he said slim. Because Mookie Betts is an extremely talented player, but he also is only controlled for next season. So while the Reds would have to shell out a good number of prospects or maybe even some major league talent to acquire him, they would only be doing so for one year. And chances are he makes somewhere north of $20 million after arbitration next year, which means if he has the year that we would hope he would have, which would put the Reds in the driver's seat for a playoff position, that means that he would garner even more money. And he wants to test the free agent market so it would be a risky deal to go after Mookie Betts next, you know, during the offseason. But who knows? I mean, the job is to get the hitting and to make the team better. So maybe there's a deal out there for Mookie Betts. And he also pointed out, too, that the, the Red Sox are looking to trim their payroll underneath the luxury tax tax threshold. That's not necessarily meaning that they're trying to sell off everything they got. If they figure out a way to trim that payroll enough that they don't have to trade Mookie Betts, then Mookie Betts isn't available. And that may be a moot point anyway. But it's worth thinking about. Hopefully the Reds can make some really big splash moves. That's what we're all hoping for coming up this offseason. And real quick, before we go, I just wanted to touch on something that I saw. It was it was interesting, and I retweeted it because it was such a weird comment, and I'll read the tweet for you. It came from Charlie Manuel, and most of you know the name. He was a former manager for the Phillies. He worked in baseball for a long time. But the tweet that he said, it was, it was just weird what he said. He said, playoff baseball is providing evidence that there has to be increased focus all around on teaching fundamentals and the right way to play the game, hustle and being prepared to take advantage of opponents' mistakes. Okay, let me translate for you. Analytics suck, and they need to get off my lawn. That's what he's saying, because otherwise, if you take it word for word, what he's saying, increased focus all around on teaching fundamentals, are we talking about at the major league level? If you're at the major league level, you understand the fundamentals of baseball. You didn't get to the major league levels not knowing that. And then the right way to play the game, hustle and being prepared to take advantage of opponents' mistakes, i.e. he wants to see more stolen bases. He wants to see, see more sacrifice bunts, things that fly in the face of what analytics have taught the game. Now, I get it. There, there, there's not this feeling that it's either analytics or it's fundamentals. They work in tandem. Fundamentals are the beginning understanding of baseball, i.e. fundamentals, the basis for understanding the game of baseball. Analytics, the next level. It adds on. 
Now, some say, well, I want to see more bunting. I want to see more stolen bases. I missed that. And yeah, sure, that's understandable. But if there is information, if there is empirical evidence that is right there that says you want to win baseball games, don't do these things, then why on earth would you do those things? Maybe that's why he's not a manager anymore. I don't know. I just thought it was a weird comment, and maybe you've got some thoughts on this. Give me a call. Give me a text. 513-549-0159 to the Locked On Reds line. But I don't know. I just thought, I thought it was weird. I mean, you know, he's got a decent following. He's a former Major League manager, so people listen, people read. And then, of course, you read the comments on his tweet, and you've got all these folks, rah, 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 analytics suck. Stop it. Analytics is information. And if they understood what they were talking about, analytics allows people who are working hard to become better baseball players. American Dream, work your way to the top. Log cab in a White House. What are we doing? What are we talking about? Now, I, just, I think it's weird coming from a former major league manager because, I mean, this is, this is the point that people make whenever they watch major league broadcasts, whenever they listen to baseball broadcasts. They're like the people that talk about, the people that advocate for this game hate this game. They hate what they see on the field. How is that helping new viewers? How is that bringing in new people? If you've got these guys who, well, the baseball game the way it used to be was so much better than this. Uh, come on, stop it. Uh, all right, whatever. I'm going to talk like for 50 minutes about this, and I don't want to do that. <sighs> on a positive note, the Reds are awesome. Yeah, we can all agree on that because they are moving in the right direction with this new phenomenon. Hire, hiring Kyle Bodie and last year with Caleb Cotham and Derek Johnson just proves that the Reds understand how to build a successful major league team. It took them long enough, I will agree, but they are on the right track now. They, they're, they're not focused on any of this garbage coming from folks who talk about the way baseball used to be. Stop it. Just stop it. And you know what? Whatever. I love the Reds. That's how we end this podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Wednesday edition of the Locked on Reds podcast. Make sure you are subscribed on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, the Himalaya podcasting app, all of those wonderful things. Follow us on Twitter, at Locked on Reds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone. If you've got reactions on anything that I say, if you've got questions you want to pose, rumors that you see, thoughts that you have, 513-549-0159. We'll play them throughout the offseason. On tomorrow's show, we've got more Reds because this is the Locked On Reds podcast. And my name is Jeff Carr. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.